Hello, my friends. I just had a packet of Korean kimchi imported by my accordion-playing friend Elspeth Moser from my last trip to Korea, whose house in Hanover I visit right now. And I feel ready talking in detail about one of the newer games from Essen 2006. Kabale und Hebe is a difficult-to-translate title as it refers to a famous play by German author Schiller called Kabale und Liebe, which translates to intrigue and love. By changing the first letter of the word Liebe to H, it becomes Hebe, though, and that means slashes instead of love. Therefore, the correct English translation of this title would be intrigue and slashes. Sounds funny to you? Well, that's the magic of German humor for you. Kabale und Hebe is a very humorous game, though, and unusual for a game from Hans and Glück, it has a clear fantasy theme. No wonder, as the designer Lutz Steponat is known for his richly themed fantasy games like Return of the Heroes. Currently, Steponat is working on a more complex fantasy game called Midgard, based on the German role-playing game of the same name. But I digress. Kabale und Hebe might be one of the German games influenced by American games, not the other way around, as is more common. In fact, we were all reminded during our first game of the old fantasy flight game Orgs, with a Z at the end, where players place hidden Org units under scoring cards, which then proceed to fight each other with special abilities. In Kabale und Hebe, there is an even wider array of special character cards, not Orgs though, that one can place under various scoring cards, which then, well, proceed to fight each other with special abilities. But we should also remember that Orgs on the other hand, was heavily influenced by the light Eurogame corruption by none other than Bruno Faidutti, which has players play secret mobsters under various mafia jobs, which then proceed to fight each other. No, not exactly, but there are similarities. Kabale und Hebe now gives us a huge noodle soup of theme along with chopsticks. You see, each player has the same huge stack of character cards, each with unique special abilities. Basically, each card has a strength number and is placed secretly under one of several scoring cards that depend on the number of players. Each of these scoring cards also has a limit, which says how many cards can be played under it. Although one can also continue to play character cards under scoring cards that have already reached their limit, the actual round ends only when all scoring cards have reached the limit, a little like the end of the round in Titan the Arena. Now all cards are uncovered, and the player who has the highest score from his characters gets the scoring card, and another round begins until the scoring cards run out and the highest sum of victory points wins. So far, so good, but I have already mentioned that theme and special abilities come aplenty here. You see, the first character under a scoring card is played secretly, but the second character who comes along uncovers the one played before him, a little like an orgs. Now, this triggers or uncovers the special ability of that former character. It could be an assassin who kills the newcomer, or it could be an explorer who goes on a journey to the next scoring card, or it could be a witch who kills weak characters, or a wizard who kills strong characters. There are also Romeo and Juliet who alone score weakly, but together they have quite a punch. There's also the small giant who gets stronger the more cards are played in a row. And there are many, many more. You get the drift. In fact, it can happen that rows of cards become quite long because no player wants to end the round, and working through them can become quite confusing as one has to check out what effects come first and which one second. The rules are, fortunately, pretty clear on these issues, if you can get a German translation that is correct. This sounds like and also is chaotic, but in a light and fun way. Having only three cards to choose from each round keeps brain activity and downtime under control, and the game ends fairly quickly. As each player has the same set of characters, card counting could be a tactic, but only for advanced players. I personally think that this game should be rather played as light fare, not too heavy on the thinking and letting some luck happen. 
it still is by all means a far cry from the awful munchkin line of games where no tactic works. In Kabbalah and Hebe, skillful card play will be rewarded. Just don't expect that every tactic will work in a game with basically hidden cards. I found Kabbalah and Hebe much more enjoyable than Hans and Glück's other offering this year, Taluva, and the graphic presentation is, as usual, absolutely outstanding. Kabbalah and Hebe has been a little overlooked this Essen by many, but it is in fact a wonderful light game, and a new direction for Hans and Glück probably closes to what they try to do in Citadels. I recommend it. With this, many greetings from Hanover, City of Accordions, and see you next week for another installment of the German Gaming News, because sauerkraut sometimes isn't enough. <laughs>